The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Ray Ellis Sports, Voice America Network's premier sports talk radio, where every fan has a voice. Now here's your host, Ray Ellis. Uh, I had some time flying in last night on, on a plane out of the Hall of Fame city, Canton, Ohio, and uh, put us a little bit behind on the start of the show. So I want to apologize to those folks out there who might have been anticipating hearing my voice live and in color, of course, here in Phoenix, Arizona. So, of course, I'm sure you all want to know what matters to me. Well, first of all, I got to say what matters to me is is that I I enjoyed uh, a wonderful Christmas with my family back at home uh, in Canton, Ohio. It was great to see, of course, all my family and my friends. Didn't see them all. Didn't see all the family. Didn't see all the friends. Uh, But it's always a great time to be back in the Hall of Fame city. And, and just had an outstanding time. want to give a shout-out, of course, to my sister, Bernadine Ellis. You know, this is Ray Ellis Sports, so I want to make sure I acknowledge the fact that uh, my wonderful sister, who was a great host to me and my wife, uh, knows that we love her, appreciate her being a host uh, over the Christmas season. And, uh, of course, uh, my other family member, the oldest in my family on my mom's side, my Aunt Marianne. And... Uh, you know, just, just it's just special. You know, sometimes we got to take the time out when we have a platform to let our loved ones know that we love them, we appreciate them, we miss them when we don't see them on a regular basis. They're always in our hearts and, our, and on our minds. And, of course, Chef Julian, uh, who will not be here today. Uh, Chef Julian was, uh, of course, is uh, my co-host from time to time. He's not here today. But let me also give a shout out. Uh, to my main man back there, of course, uh, the deputy mayor of the city of Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city. Mr. Fonda Williams doing an excellent job as a deputy mayor for uh, Canton, Ohio. Shout out to the mayor himself, although I did not get a chance to see him, my good friend. And I can call him Jamie because he's a friend, uh, a bulldog at heart. And, of course, a graduate of Canton McKinley High School. And then also got a chance to uh, hang out with my good, dear friend, uh, Dave Jingo from Jingo Media. Uh, Dave and I will be doing some work in the future together, done some work in the past, working on an adventure that I'm sure you all heard of by now, uh, Pro Sports Legacy. And uh, Dave Jingle is an outstanding man, and I'll be seeing him here at the Super Bowl. I also got a a chance to uh, spend some time with another dear friend of mine now, uh, Jamie Howe. Uh, Of course, he and Fonda and I got a chance to to talk about some, some good things about what's happening in the future at the Hall of Fame City. And uh, Jamie, who is an executive at Debold Corporation, has expressed some interest in perhaps maybe working with some athletes as they transition from the National Football League into corporate America. So we hope to see him and Debold at the player networking event, if not this year, perhaps in the future. Uh, but things are happening. And it's, speaking of things happening in the Hall of Fame city, I'm telling you, uh, my good dear friend Fonda Williams shared with me uh, the vision and uh, and actually uh, share with me uh, some drawings, some renderings of uh, of what the Hall of Fame is going to look like in the future. And let me tell you, it is futuristic. 
And I, I hope to be a part of that. You know, I'm certainly, uh, you know, a part of that history. And I hope to be a part of that vision that they have for the Hall of Fame. It's something that I envisioned when I was a kid. You know, I could just look out um, from my classrooms. I could look out from, you know, practicing, walking to practice, coming out of the locker room, you know, playing in the stadium. You know, just, hey, who knows that, you know, the past uh, might be my future. And so, you know, that's the way I was inspired when I looked at the Hall of Fame. And, and it's so inspirational. And then just to see what the plans are for the future, I want to be a part of that. And so I will be in touch with uh, uh, Mr. Baker. Uh, they're the new executive at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, executive director, and, uh, of course, uh, Mr. Williams and everybody else who's involved in uh, the future. Uh, growing changes there in the city of Canton, Ohio, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They're changing and they're growing, and I'm happy about that. Well, let's talk a little football. Man, there is some things going on in football, and uh, I just have to say that I might have to call that school up North Michigan again. That's right. I said it. I said it. You heard Chris Rock. You said back in the day. Yeah, I said it. I might have to call that school up North Michigan again because they finally got smart. Not since Bo's been gone have they, you know, act like the intelligent university that they are. And they went out and got a Michigan football man. They got a football coach now. I mean, they got a good football coach. And again, no disrespect to those others. I just think that perhaps maybe the others may have come up just a little bit short. And, and because of that, the rivalry was tarnished a little bit. I mean, they still produce some good athletes, uh, even some great athletes. But, but the rivalry itself on a national scale, people still tuned in. But some people thought there might have been some better games out there. I think they're in for something. I mean, now you got your Woody and your bow back. I mean, we've been looking for that where the coaches was just a bigger personality as anybody on the field. Two men that could overshadow from the sidelines what some might do on the field. And we got them back. You need that because you don't have great players without having great coaches. And I'm going to say he's a damn good coach. Short of being a great coach, needs a little bit more accomplishment to be a great coach. Uh, a very good coach. Did some great things with the San Francisco 49ers. You know, well, I'm going to say good things. Uh, because I don't think they brought that trophy home with them yet. Uh, so they did some good things. And careful the way we use that great. But uh, his, his record did an outstanding job at Stanford. And so now it's this time to see what he could do with the big blue up there. It is now the Ohio State-Michigan game. Already. Do you know the Ohio State-Michigan game? We, all, we have a game to play. And already <laughs> the Michigan people are looking forward to playing the Ohio State University. We got a game to play. I'm sorry y'all don't have a game. I don't mean to be rude, but I'm really sorry you don't have a game of significance like we do to play in. So you got to watch us play. I'm sure you're going to root for us because you want, again, the conference to do well. But I am happy that you have gone out and hired a coach who now can bring back the status of elite football programs to the University of Michigan because that's what you used to be. You used to be up there in the elite status. That's where the Ohio State University has maintained and sustained our eliteness. We're there. I know people think it's a little bit arrogant, but no. What he once told me, when you're doing it, when you've done it, you're not bragging. You're simply stating facts. All you got to do is, mm, I, I think if you look at the teams now in the league uh, that are in, mm, they got invited to the dance in the National Football League. 
I think maybe four teams don't have somebody on their from the National Football on the National Football League teams that is not from the Ohio State University. Everybody else, and I think that that's a clear message out there. Again, that's not a sense of arrogance. It's just a clear message. Well, if you want to win, you got to get good football players. I'll never forget Wes Hopkins. God bless him. One of my best dear friends. I don't talk to Wes enough. I really don't. One of the greatest football players I ever met in my life. Yeah, I'm saying great because I'm telling you, if Wes Hopkins don't get hurt, Ronnie Law, Jack Tatum, Kenny Easley, Wes Hopkins, you know, it's, I, it's, it's Jack Tatum first, Ronnie Law, Kenny Easley, Wes Hopkins right in there, Todd Bell. You know, I'm talking about some people that would take you out, don't care about their bodies or yours. Bottom line, that's the way we were trained to play. And I, I can repeat that list again. Jack Tatum, Ronnie Lott, Kenny Easley, Wes Hopkins, Todd Bell. If them brothers came anywhere near your family member, you were worried. I know I was. I told you many times, if you've listened to Rayella Sports here on the Voice American Network, you know that my wife was worried that I might get in Wes's way. But Wes, I remember one time we drafted somebody and his career did just did not. It, it was over before it started. And Wes and I almost, you know, we had a little thing going on in the locker room. Little, you know, we was at each other. I'm like, Wes, what's the problem? Wes simply said to me, man, he ain't one, not a thing. He don't know how to win. Ooh, I had to stop and think about that. Wes, you know what? Okay. Oh, that, that, hey, all right. I understand. You hit me with that. I'm just trying to be happy for a man who's got drafted and, you know, because it's so hard to do. And here's the first round draft pick. And Hop was not happy. Turned out that he was right. I mean, I, instantly when he said it, I got it. But at the same time, because I, I do that myself. If we're going to play somebody, you know, whoever the competition is, one of the first things I do is I look at them and examine. I look at their, you know. Their resume, where did they play college football at? And, and I size up that program and that individual. And I, if I played against him or if he's from, you know, some high school program that I'm from, I, I know what the tradition is. I know what kind of athletes they produce. That says something. It's like if you work for a corporation, you know, if it's, it's, a, if it's a major corporation, they have a significance um, in, in, in society in terms of, you know, their standards, are as high as they possibly can be for their product or their service. Then, hey, that's a reputable company. You want to work for that company because, you know, if you buying their product, if you're selling their product or you're making their product, you can stand by it. Well, that's the same thing with an athlete. You know, when you want to go to a program, you know, the, the National Football League, they look everywhere. But there's some schools that they look at all the time to find productive, successful athletes that know how to win, that know what it takes to win. Because there's less work that you have to put in with those people because they come with a lot of stuff already. They're already prepared. They know what it takes. They're willing to make those sacrifices. They're going to take that extra time to be prepared because they know that's what it takes. They respect their opponent. And so I'll tell you what, that's, that's what's going to happen up there at that school called Michigan again. They're going to have a coach that's finally going to start bringing that to them. So I'll tell you what. Uh, we're just going to go with the normal break. It's about time for us to take that break. So uh, if those engineers are on the same page with me, uh, let's take a break. Uh, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back after this break. Oh, 
perhaps maybe they're not with me. Okay, guys, you want me to keep going to the next break? Okay, then I, I think we'll do that. Um, let me just say this. Let me go back, if you will, to, as I was talking about, that school up north. I'm going to give Coach Harbaugh a break in his first year um, because I think that there may be two people, too many people, that may expect him to be ready to win this first year. I'm going to give him a pass his first year, although I didn't give that to Urban Meyer because he, when Urban came, he knew the first thing, his first assignment was to beat Michigan. Harbaugh knows his first assignment is to try and beat the Ohio State University. But I'm going to give him a pass the first year. But he better make it a good game. He better make it a good game. Because if he doesn't make it a good game, then again, he doesn't do anything for the Big Ten, doesn't do anything for the rivalry. So I expect him to lose. But I expect him, you know, at the end of the season, like the National Football League has done, the game that the game matters. It's the rivalry. Of course the game matters, but there's more at stake. Is that who wins could possibly make it to the playoffs. Playoffs? Did I, did I say playoffs? I, I said playoffs, right? Okay, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about NFL playoffs and college playoffs. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, what matters to me? It matters to me that I may have to start calling that school up north by its formal name, Michigan, the University of Michigan, because there's a new sheriff in town, and he has a resume where he deserves to be recognized. For right now, he's done some things, so he's, he's brought the university back to significance. So we're going to give him that respect. He's earned it. He played there. He won there. 
He went to the big boy ball. He played there. He won there. He's done some good things. So we're going to, you know, show him his respect for now. He's earned it to this point. But I said before we went to the break, I want to talk about playoffs. <laughs> yes. Playoffs. Can you believe? Playoffs. College. We're talking college. NC2A. Division One. Playoffs. And not like, okay, this is going to sound a little arrogant, but not like I didn't think that we couldn't be there at the beginning of the year when Braxton Miller was healthy. We did think that the Ohio State University would be there. So the fact that we're there, how we got here may be something different. Braxton, of course, was not a part of that. But I'm not going to. No, 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 no. Braxton was a big part of that. Because, see, Braxton did what you're supposed to do when injury finds its you know, home on your body and it decides to take residence there and, you know, and it resides on your body or in your body for a period of time that keeps you from playing the game. You support your teammates. And I think he's done that. There's no doubt in my mind. I know because it happened to me. Former teammate, shout out, Randy Logan from Michigan University because Randy was an all-pro strong safety and, you know, a, a very good football player, started in the National Football League for a long time. My mentor on the field there, Randy, you know, taught me the defense. He helped tutor me that I learned the defense and similar to the National Football League, like they do in college, I really, this is one thing that's kind of an oxymoron in sports. You know, in college, you actually recruit guys that could actually, they're recruiting them for your position. And they could actually come in and take your position. But you're supposed to show them a great time. And then tell the coaches honest goodness truth about the character of that individual. And do you think he's a good fit for your locker room? That's what, they, that's what you do. That's the, that's the recruiting model in college football. Well, in pro football, what happens is, you know, once you, you get drafted and then you sit in the locker room, either if you're not inserted to the starting position on day one, then you're a backup. And when you don't understand something in the playbook, you ask the guy who's the starter, you know, and he helps you. And him helping you is obviously hurting himself if, he, if you beat him out. You know, and, and if that's the case, but then there's times where it maybe doesn't hurt him because, you know, he knows that maybe his career is on the downside and it's good that they got some good ball players because if something does happen to him, that you step in and, and maybe instead of you being the Achilles heel to the team, you either meet the standards of what he's already been playing at or you exceed them. And a lot of that would be the fact that he helped you and you understood the offense or the defense and you didn't make mental mistakes because at the professional level, it's the mental mistakes. And, and I'm, I want you people to understand this out there. Appreciate you, everybody out there who listen to me on Voice America Sports. I appreciate you. In fact, if you want to call me, 888-346-9144. I'll accept. I'll take a call today or two. If you call me, I'll talk to you today. And I'm live today. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's just the, at that level of those mental mistakes, everything. I don't care what it is you do. You think about, you, you learn how to do it. And, and you train how to do it before you do it. Everything on that football field that you do, you know, hand placement, you know, you know, you know, back drop, you know, back pedal, coming off the ball with the right foot, 
you know, head on a swivel, you know, you know, getting your head on a swirl, you know, turning around, you know, hands placement on a block, you know, on a, of a block punt, hand placement of a block punt, you know, catching the ball at its highest point, all those things, looking it in, all those tucking it away, all those things you are taught by a coach and reminded by a coach because you've been taught by a coach since you started playing the game. It's just repetition. And and you more and more and more and you got to do it over and over and over again. So it becomes it just becomes automatic. And when it's not automatic, then I was you, you, you had a, a mental fart, if you will. Excuse me. But but certainly there was something wrong that you something happened. It was a mental mistake. It wasn't physical. Even it was a, even though what you did was physical, the way you were trained to do it was mental. So mentally, somebody spoke this to you. It was articulated the way of which you should carry out your duties. And you have to remember the way you're supposed to carry out your duties. And when you don't, you have a mental lapse. And when you have a mental lapse, you cost your team. So Randy Logan, Randy Logan had turned around and, and gave me compliments on my preparation, mental preparation for the game, but he helped that. He, he made it so easy for me to do that. So them guys up at the University of Michigan up there, I'm going to give them a little credit now. You, you know, they ain't no dummies. So, you know, we're going to have some, we're going to be playing against some intelligent football players too, and they got a good football coach now. So I just, you know, again, I'm, I'm stuck on that because it's a great rivalry. It's a great rivalry. The Ohio State University against Michigan. Playoffs, though. We're talking playoffs now. We're in the playoffs. The Ohio State University is in the playoffs. And I'm happy we're in the playoffs. As I said, it ain't like you didn't think we weren't going to be there because of Braxton at the very beginning of the year. So we're there now. But do we really have a chance? Is there anybody out there? I mean, really. Is there anybody out there that thinks that The Ohio State University can beat Alabama? The Crimson Tide? Roll Tide? I know Mark McMillan. Shout out to Mark. Mark doesn't think we can. How about you? Does the Ohio State University really stand a chance? We got a young football team. Do we really stand a chance against the tie? Or are they going to come in and steamroll us? See, that's why I talked about coaching. Because right now you got two strong-willed-minded men that are about to get their team ready to play. Which one of those men? would do the best job of getting their team prepared to play. And all those, all those players really understand what's at stake. This is historic. This is history. You got a, a Division I playoff. You got Alabama playing Ohio State University, the Ohio State University, University of Alabama, Bear Bryant. Nick Saban has taken over that program. You know, the legendary Bear Bryant. Now Nick Saban has become a statue. He will be. I don't know if it's on the campus yet, but before Nick leaves the University of Alabama, I think he probably deserves a statue. It ain't there yet. The man's still alive. You know, Woody Hayes, we got the statue. Now it's Will Urban Meyer earn his statue on the university. We got we we got a Buckeye. You know, he's he, he's got a great track record. He's won national championships. You know, he, he knows what it takes to win. He knows the expectations of the program. And he came in, he got a trip to the dance. 
Now, what's, what's, what's going to happen now? What about player preparation? See, one thing about player preparation is when you go to a bowl game, there's so many distractions that's going on. First of all, you're excited about you there. That's the Sugar Bowl. Do you know they are down on burp? You got some young men. Some of them are 21 years old and older. Some of them are not yet 21, but probably trying to do some things that 21-year-old kids do. Young men, let me say that. But I, I can tell you, you know, <laughs> the big easy ain't easy. It, it takes a lot of focus. And it, it, uh, that's why I, I always like when bowl games are played in warmer climates than cold climates because uh, the warmer climates is somewhat a reward for the players. Uh, the cold climates, when you go, uh, nobody really wants to go to a cold climate to play a bowl game. You know, you just want to get out and just maybe walk. They're probably down. I'm sure they're downtown, one of the big fancy hotels. Uh, but but this is uh, many times when when you're preparing for a bowl. It's really hard to understand the significance of what you are about to do to the history of of the school, of the program, of college football. Now, this is this is the Ohio State University and, and the University of Alabama. The last time, if I'm not mistaken. That this happened in this same arena with some similar things online. It was a bowl game. It was a sugar bowl. 1977. Of course I know. Freshman year for me. Bear Bryant, Woody Hayes. First time they ever coached against each other that I recall. Don't think they ever coached against each other again. Uh, There's some history to this. It didn't turn out too well for us on that day. My dear friend, Ozzie Newsom. My former teammate for, uh, of course, the dog pound up there, Cleveland Browns. Shout out to Ozzie. Uh, Ozzie had a field day with us that day. Now, I wasn't starting, but I was a special teams player. And, and you know, they, they beat us in all aspects of the game. They beat us offense, defense, and special teams. But, but certainly it was, um, it was an historical game. Woody Hayes, Coach Hayes, and, of course, uh, of course Coach Bear Bryant. Um, it, it seems as if the the bear got his his players ready and prepared to play. Uh, we we didn't do so well. It was more of a home game for them, you know, which it is again, right right down the road. Uh, nothing like the the trip that we have to take from from Columbus to go out there. Uh, but it but it certainly I, I think because this is the historical perspective now is 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 very easy for everybody to see. It's the first time ever. And how do you, how do you want do you, are you going to be satisfied with just getting a trip to the dance? I mean, really, is that is is that what you you know? Let, let's think about it, you know, and look at it like a dance. Okay, you got invited, but when you got there, did you get a dance? Okay, so so you got invited to the bowl game, you got invited to the playoffs, but did you win? See, that's the important thing. Did you win? Did you get to the next level? Okay, did you, oh, so did you get there? And did you see a pretty girl? Did you ask her to dance? And after you ask her to dance, you know, hey, uh, did you, you know, get her phone number? <laughs> so in this case, you know, hey, okay, it, it, it's the playoffs. So you got a trip to the dance. You know, did you win? Did you go to the next level? You want to go to the next level? See, that's what we want to do. It's not just about, yeah, we want to make it, but we want to go. Th- th- this is just a step. This is not what our goal was. You know, we, we, we want to get into the playoffs, win that first game, get to the championship game and win that one. That's what it's about. Win the Big Ten championship. Hopefully that will get us into the playoffs, 
get into the playoffs, win that first game, and then go on and get the championship. So you can't win the championship unless you win your first game. So this is a one game. That's what they mean by a one. This is a one game season for those teams that are in right now. Yeah, we don't even want to talk about, you know, uh, Oregon and, and Florida State. You know, we don't want to talk about them right now. It's a one game season. Alabama. And all we got to do is beat Alabama. That's all y'all want you to know. Ohio State University will be focused on beating the University of Alabama. That is it, period. We don't care who lines up in front of us. We don't care how, I don't care how good their wide receivers are. I don't care how good their running game is. I don't care how good their quarterback is. I don't care how good their defense is. I don't care how good their coaches are. Just win, baby. That's it. I don't care who they line up out there. It does not make a difference. They can line up the Raiders. We got to beat them because it's the playoffs. And that's how you get into the championship. We're going to take a break now. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. It's going to be my last break. I'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me is, of course, I'm going to show respect. And today I will call the University of Michigan the University of Michigan and not that school up north, as they've been called for mm, a lot of years. That's all they've been deserving to be called because they haven't, they, they didn't earn the respect to be called by. Uh, by us Buckeye fans, and I'm going to own up to that being a homer today. But after all, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. If you'd like to call in, I'll take a call or two today, 888-346-9144. Shout out to Chef Julian, who's not with me today. Uh, but uh, let's go on. But we're still talking about playoffs and those who, who got a, a seat to the dance. You know, and of course... Uh, 
National Football League. Some people got a seat. I mean, some people got an invitation to the dance. Some people got a ticket to go home. And that, that that's that's you know that that's sad because I, you know you really never want to see anybody get fired. But then again, you expect you know people to do their job. And not to say that the folks that got fired didn't do their jobs, but mm, then again, you never know. But listen, before I go into that, let, let me just, I, I just want to talk about who I think could possibly be the coach of the year and the player of the year. Now, I know the Dallas Cowboys, everybody think those Dallas Cowboys down there did a great job and, you know, and, you know, you, you, you got to look at them and, whoo. Jason Garrett, you know, you think, you know, Jason could be, you know, coach of the year because he did an outstanding job with the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, perhaps maybe he's deserving of it. But I, I got to say this. I, I, I got to say no. No, 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 no. Jason Garrett, he can't be the coach of the year, you know, for the simple reason that you're expecting. The Dallas Cowboys, with all that talent they have, and, and and them not, you know, making it to the playoffs? And now because they did make it to the playoffs, we, we, we're going to say he's the coach of the year? Are you kidding me? Really? No. He's not the coach of the year. He can't possibly be the coach of the year. We expected. In fact, we were disappointed that you hadn't lived up to expectations with all the talent you had before. So we're not going to turn around now and give you coach of the year because you did that. You just did what you were expected to do with the talent that you had. We're not going to give you that, Jason. Finally, just, you know, get in the playoffs, win a a playoff game. But you know, come on, you know you're not deserving of the coach of the year. But what I will say, there is another man out there who's deserving of being coach of the year. And why is that? Because he did what Bruce, yeah, I let that out. What did Bruce do? Bruce did what everybody expected Jason Garrett to do is he made it to the playoffs. But people didn't really expect Bruce Arian to make it to the playoffs. Certainly not with three or four different quarterbacks. Certainly three or four quarterbacks. Really? Playoffs? Made it? Before the end of the season. and, And with three and four different quarterbacks, he did that. Now, that's a man who deserves to be coach of the year. So I'm going to give my vote, and I don't even have one, but I'm taking one. I'm going to take this opportunity to say, yeah, Bruce Aaron is, 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 is the NFL coach of the year, of the regular season, with what he was faced with, the adversity he was faced with, with the quarterback, the most important position, according to some, on the football field is the quarterback. Play with three different ones. And then sometimes a fourth one got a chance to get into the game. Got to give the man credit. Got to give the man credit. And so Jason Garrett, yeah, you know, perhaps maybe if, if you would have done this after a couple of successful years of making it to the playoffs and, you know, and then coming back and then having this kind of stellarly year, yeah, we would give it to you. But no, we're not going to give it to you. And I now want to think, or I'm sorry, I now want to move you to my next thought. And that is, who should be the MVP of the league? I can't believe I'm going to say this. No, 
I'm not hating as a former Browns player on Ben Roethlisberger. That's not the case. Ben did have a great, great year. But Ben is not the MVP of the league. The MVP of the league, no, it's not Tom Brady. I know there's some of you out there who just, you know, you got your man crush on with Tom Brady, but it ain't Tom Brady. He could be in the conversation, but it's not Tom Brady. In fact, it is a quarterback. In my opinion, the man who is deserving of being the NFL's most valuable player this year. None other than that man, not that bad man, but that man under the center in Dallas. Tony Romo deserves to be the NFL player of the year. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the man is recovering from back surgery. The man actually injured his back in a game, you know, came back, returned to the game. They lost the game. But then he continued to play and perform the rest of the season. And has done an outstanding job. You know, historically, you know, he's got, and, and listen, not only has he done it, but DeMarco Murray, you know, his running back has had an outstanding year too. He, he could have been MVP of the league. You know, when you're on all cylinders, see, that's what's, so, that's what's so dangerous about these Dallas Cowboys right now. When a team is on all cylinders and they're turning and clicking on all cylinders, then that's a team that you might want to worry about. And their running game is working for them. Their passing game obviously is working for them. Their defense is working for them. Their special teams is working for them. So I, I, I would say, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to say Tony Romo. I mean, there were some times when we were expecting the real Tony Romo to show up. And sometimes he, he, he disappeared. The real Tony Romo that we saw that, you know, the game could be on the line. He played a great game and then the game was on the line and he all of a sudden, he turns into that guy that just couldn't make that clutch play. As some people say, he didn't have that clutch gene. But I got to say, this year, there's been, it's, there's been a new sheriff in town. There's, there's been a new Tony Romo. And he's won games that we did not really expect him to win. Of course, there was that time, of course, at the latter part of the season when, when the Philadelphia Eagles showed up in, in Dallas Stadium and Tony Romo did not. Nor did the rest of the Dallas Cowboys show up. But they went, they did show up. They flew to Philadelphia. The entire team did. That team wasn't there in Dallas. And, and Tony is, you know, you got to give Tony credit. Because unlike, and yeah, we, we, we might call him by name, but, I, you know, it, it is what it is. You go up to Chicago. And you got a quarterback in Chicago. All of a sudden, that wait, 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 what, where, where's our quarterback at? Where, has he disappeared? Sometimes guys just can't stand up to the pressure. Tony has been under the gun. He's been under the gun. He's just, you know, it's just a little tweak he had to add, you know, to his game. And and if he if he was able to tweak it a little bit, then he'd be okay. And it was that don't make that mistake. Brett Favre used to do that young in his career too. You know, it's just like, oh, there he is being Brett Favre oh, through an interception. You knew he was going to do it. You know, just too much confidence. You know, borderline arrogant cockiness. You know, just think you, can, you can't, you know, part of being a good football player is making smart decisions. 
and you know, and 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 that's just you know, you just you you got to make those smart decisions, and 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 then when you do that, then you're gonna win ball games. You guys know I'm live right now on Voice America Sports. Don't call me on my cell phone. <laughs> I should turn that thing off. But Tony Romo is, you know, he he's done a great job. We got we just got to give. I I really been waiting to give Tony some credit because Tony throws a beautiful ball. He really does throw a beautiful ball. Des Bryant will do anything and everything he possibly can to catch his passes. I mean, anything and everything. There's there's no doubt in my mind. You know, he and he and he and Tony. And what I like about those two is they, they, you know, they got a good relationship. I think they respect each other because they know that the all they want out of each other is the best. I, after all, if you think about it, I don't want to say this, but I think they got triplets brewing again. Could it be happening again? You got DeMarco Murray. Ugh. You got Dez. You got Tony. Mm. I think they did that before with 88 Michael. Mm. With 22 Emmett. Mm. And then Troy. Oh, I hope it's not another triplets in the making here. But it could be. But these guys truly respect each other. Ain't no doubt about it that, that Dez and Tony, they, they, they have a, you know, they have a, a respect for each other to know that even if I'm upset, I'm not upset with you. I'm upset with the results of the play that didn't really work out for the best interest of the team. But I just want to win. And you got those guys, they, they, and they, they play their butts off, man. They, they really do play their butts off. And I, I, re- I like what I see in those guys. And so as I, as I go down, and I, I'm not going to pick who, you know, who I think is you know, going to win the playoffs and all that. Not, not yet. I, I don't, it's, it's too early. It really is. It really is too early. But but one thing for sure is you're going to have some good football games and, and, and it could be some early. Some people could exit the playoffs real early. I can't I can't end this show without giving a shout out to my man, Cam Newton. I mean, Cam. Hey, listen, when it was time to get it done, Cam Newton got it done. He, 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 he just got it done. You, you cannot say that he did not get it done. And and that's going to be a good football game, you know, because the Arizona Cardinals, I don't know if they're, because of our quarterback situation, I don't know if we can make it out of there like that. It'll be a tough one. It'll be a tough one. So I'm, I'm going to go over these games real fast. Arizona Cardinals against the Carolina Panthers. Okay, I, I got to go with Cam. I, I just got to do that. Now, okay, let, let's look at the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Come on, really? What do you guys think I'm going to say on that one? You think I'm going to be a homer on that one? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but I think the Ravens got to go into Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be hard for them to win that one. So I think I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with the Steelers on that one. When I look at the Cincinnati Bengals and the Indianapolis Colts, I like the Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton and the boys are playing some football. They are truly, truly playing some football. And the one that really scares me, I just got finished talking about the triplets. But I'm really, I'm, I'm, you just don't know what Detroit Lions team may show up. You really don't know. And, and, and Sue and company, man, they could just destroy you. It's, it, it could really be intimidating when you, you know, I, I got to go all the way back and think a long time since, you know, you've seen, you know, at least two guys on the other side of that ball that's coming at you with, 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 with 
pain in their hands and in their eyes and in their heart to inflict on you. I mean, pain. So I, that that's going to be a tough one. That that's that's just a really tough one. I, I I'm really I'm really struggling with that one. But I'm I'm going to have to say that the Dallas Cowboys are going to come out of that one victorious. So I picked the Dallas Cowboys. You heard me say it. I picked the they tripped us back. So I'm going to pick the Dallas Cowboys. I really appreciate everybody listening. You know, of course, you, uh, you haven't been listening to the show the last few weeks. You know we got the Player Networking event coming up. It'll be the 15th annual Player Networking event. It's going to be something special, this Player Networking event. Kind of our own version, if you will, of the Shark Tank. That's right. Some NFL businessmen, former NFL players, and some current that are businessmen that are going to provide their own version of Shark Tank. You should be sure to tune in. And, of course, we'll be doing live Internet radio broadcast from the Super Bowl and our platform that we always use for the Hand of Your Business broadcast is Voice America Sports. And so you'll be listening live right here on Voice America Sports to Hand of Your Business at the 15th Annual Player Networking event at Arizona State University. So you be sure to tune in. I thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.